This is Dr. Chad Edwards, and you are listening to podcast number 66 of Against the Grain. What guy doesn't want to maximize their testosterone? Through using all natural and organic ingredients, men now have an option for a locally made paraben and sulfate-free shampoo, conditioner, and face wash. Not only does Dude's Manly products smell great, which drives ladies crazy, by the way, in a good way, they put a unique spin on their shampoo with it actually having a dark gray color because of the coconut shell charcoal that is used to remove the toxins. Dude can be purchased at the Tulsa Men's Shop and also online at www dudemanlystuff.com that's d-o-o-d manlystuff.com welcome to against the grain podcast with dr chad edwards where he challenges the status quo when it comes to medicine we get into hot topics in the medical field with real stories from real patients to help you on your way to a healthy lifestyle get ready because we're about to go 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 against the grain what up, what up? This is the super tall Marshall Morris here with Dr. Chad Edwards, who believes that 80% of all medical recommendations are crap, technically speaking here. Um, he is a board certified family physician. He served in the U.S. Army. He is the author of Revolutionize Your Health with Customized Supplements and the founder of RevolutionHealth.org and the Against the Grain podcast. Dr. Edwards, what is up? How are you doing? I am doing well. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. I'm glad to be talking about these crappy medical recommendations. Now, based on one of your previous podcast uh, episodes, you uh, maybe it was even off air. Um, you were telling me, stay away from the HMO, um, the insurance <laughs> plans. And so I've done that. I've done that. Not that they're bad in their own right, right, but maybe you said between the two, an HMO versus a PPO, you know, maybe look at the PPOs first. Maybe well, look at it. it and in, in fairness, the, an HMO, health maintenance organization, they tend to, be, they tend to cost less. Um, and so it, it's balancing cost versus freedom. Yeah. You know, and if you're William Wallace, you're never going to sign up for, a, for an HMO. That's yeah. just how it is. So you get a limited selection of physicians, uh, of providers. You go to your assigned doctor for everything. If you want to go to a nephrologist, you can't do it unless you go through the gatekeeper, uh, your, your primary care physician, and then they will refer you if so inclined um, and, or if they think it's necessary. And I, I just, I'm not a big fan of that. I think patients have the right to go where they want, but it, I mean, it's a balance of cost. It's a, it's a balance of costs. It's a give and a take. Yeah. Okay. And because I'm a diva, I went with a PPO. Hey, I get it. Okay. You're like the, the King B. <laughs> the King B. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So Dr. <laughs> Edwards, every week we cover uh, really controversial topics, hot topics in the medical fields. Um, what are we talking about this week? Yeah, we're going to get straight into it because we got a lot to go in a short period of time. It's not going to be a very long podcast, uh, but we got a lot to cover. So we're going to talk about GERD. Okay, uh, GERD is that like G R R R R R R D? Well, it's kind of like kind of like gird your loins. Oh, gird your loins. No, no okay. that's not it at okay. all. Okay. So it stands for it's G E R D, okay. gastroesophageal reflux disease. Okay. Uh, so that's also known as heartburn. Okay. Uh, you know, there's peptic ulcer disease. There's several different terms, names that it has. Get, break it. Break down the acronym for me. What what each part the of that means? Yeah. So of that gird, gastroesophageal. So gastro means stomach esophageal means the esophagus uh, and reflux disease so reflux is where junk from your stomach comes up into your esophagus and you know where most people think that oh you got too much acid and so it comes up into your esophagus the tank that you know the cup runneth over so to speak and it comes up into the esophagus burns your esophagus and it causes these symptoms so that's the that's the thought process 
And so, you know, if you, typically if you have those symptoms, you'll go to your doctor. Well, you, now they've got these medications over the counter. You can get Zantac and Pepsid, which are what are called H2 blockers. And those are histamines uh, or anti, they're antihistamines, but H2 is a histamine. And then you have another ca- class of medications called proton pump inhibitors. And in your stomach, you've got these proton pumps that actually uh, create hydrogen ions and will make the hydrochloric acid that fills your stomach. So you've got a pH in your stomach of around two. What is pH? Uh, that's I don't remember what it stands for, but it basically it's the it's the concentration of hydrogen ions, and it basically determines uh, the strength or weakness of an acid in a base. So uh, a neutral solution in chemistry is uh, it has a pH of seven. So water with nothing in it, distilled water, has a pH of seven. It's neutral. Um, and that's because it's H2O and the hydrogen ions in it and, you know, those kinds of things. So um, it has a, a neutral pH. The human anatomy pH is normally within 7.35 to 7.45. So it's slightly basic compared to plain straight old water. The hydrochloric acid is very high acid and, you know, acids are beneficial for certain things. Bases are beneficial for certain things. Uh, but the, the pH in your stomach is around two. That means it's, it, it's hydrochloric acid, you know, so it's a very strong acid and the, it serves a purpose. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a second. So again, the, the thought is that you've got too much of this stuff that your stomach's overproducing it. So, uh, you've got a, you know, at the bottom of the esophagus, there's this, what's called the lower esophageal sphincter or the LES. And the, the thought is that this thing will relax and allow all this acid in your stomach that's too high to come up into your esophagus and gives you that burning sensation, that reflux. And so, you know, we'll give you either those H2 medications or the PPIs, the proton pump inhibitors, uh, things like, um, oh, good grief, they all just slipped my brain, uh, like not Zantac, um, I'll come up, I'll, yeah. Dexalant would be one of them, uh, Omeprazole, Prilosec. Uh, the, those kinds of things. Those are there. Anything with uh, omeprazole, that azole, that's that. Those are usually proton pump inhibitors. Uh, so those medicines will prevent those proton pumps from kicking out acid. So it it raises the pH in your stomach. And if you raise the pH in your stomach and you don't have as much acid in your stomach, then the cup no longer runneth over. And so you don't have anything going up into your lower esophageal sphincter and it pre- prevents the symptoms. And there is good data. It's all short-term data, but there is good data on the use of those medications. And some patients need them. There, and there are certain conditions, you know, if you've got like Barrett's esophagus, for example, you really probably need a medication like that because you've already got damage to your esophagus and you need to prevent that um, you know there may be from a functional medicine realm there may be some benefit to some of the things that we're going to talk about how to prevent needing one of those medications but you know um, my this the target audience for this podcast is that that patient that gets either occasional heartburn has it all the time but has not yet been diagnosed with something like Barrett's esophagus and you know from a from a safety perspective I would encourage anyone that has reflux disease and has certain other conditions like uh, a thing called dysphagia dysphagia meaning uh, when you when you eat food gets stuck you have difficulty with food going down things like that that could be a sign of other problems it's not just reflux could be a sign of other problems like achalasia where the esophagus is kind of constricted down there's a number of different things that it could be and in those cases I'll generally recommend that someone get what's called an EGD or esophago uh, esophageal gastroduodenoscopy 
where they go to a gastroenterologist, they put a tube down, look at your stomach, look at your esophagus, they can take biopsies if necessary, uh, and then determine the scope of or the magnitude of your problem. So some patients need that. Uh, certainly have your doctor evaluate you for something like that. And, you know, if needed, get that test done. There's no harm in getting that test done. It's very, very, very low risk. I've had it done myself. Painless procedure. It doesn't uh, sound painless. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm speaking on behalf of all of the listeners right now. It does not sound painless. Yeah, you go in, you get a little IV. They put some medicine in your IV, and it's night-night. You wake up, and none the wiser. It's painless, absolutely painless. Or at least you won't remember it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it, it's, okay. it's, a, it's, it's not a big deal to get that procedure done. Okay, um, so, so why is GERD a hot topic, though? Get, get into that for me. I would argue that it's not GERD itself. Well, one, it's because of the, the crappy way that, that we eat. We eat mm. too much the kind of foods that we eat and the whole host of things that it can, that it, the way we eat causes. Now it's really the subject of another podcast to talk about all of the reasons behind why you get reflux, but there's a number of reasons in the way our lifestyle and the way we eat uh, is, is definitely plays a big role. There's some question whether something like H pylori, it's an infection that you can get in your stomach. There's a question if that contributes to it, uh, those kinds of things, but it's, it's really in the way that we treat GERD that I think is the hot topic. Mm. And so when you think that reflux, this heartburn is, is because of the cup runneth over run, you know, the, too much acid, the cup runneth over of acid and it goes up into your esophagus, then it makes sense that we give you an acid blocking medication like a PPI. You have too much. Let's give, give you something so that there's less. Right now, Part of, and I got to be honest, my, the reason that this became an issue for me is because when I was in residency, I started getting heartburn. I was, I remember going for a run and I was like, what the heck? I got this burn. What is that? Relatively young. I was not obese. I wasn't even uh, overweight. I was fairly fit. I was, you know, running, I was in the military and I started getting reflux, but I did have a lot of stress and stress is one of those things that can contribute to, to reflux. So I didn't have a lot of the traditional risk factors at the time. But I started getting this reflux. So I, I went short. So that's why I ended up getting an EGD, getting that test done. But I went on a couple of different medications trying to, I was, you know, I was in residency, traditional medical residency, uh, family medicine. And so, you know, we take medicine for our problems. And so that's what I did. And I ended up going on omeprazole, took care of the problem, uh, no big deal. And, but I remember at one point I started looking at the, at the list of potential problems and the, the risks of being on these medications. And I knew that those medications had never been studied long-term. We don't have long-term data. They weren't intended uh, for long-term data. They were, or long-term benefit. They were intended for short-term, like eight weeks. And to my knowledge, and I'm not, I'm not saying this because I've looked at it and there may be some long-term studies, uh, but to my knowledge, there are not long-term studies on the use of proton pump inhibitors for any of these gastroesophageal problems. But again, some patients need them. So I'm not telling you if you're on it to just stop it and, you know, you need to do this with your doctor. But the, when you look at it, those medications uh, over time can increase your risk of things like osteoporosis because they inhibit the absorption of things like magnesium and calcium. You can get nutritional deficiencies because of these medications. But I'm going to go a step further. Acid in your stomach is essential for the, and this gets into the real root of the problem, Acid in your stomach is essential for breaking down and digesting food. You need that stuff in order to break it down. Now, there is a guy, uh, and his name eludes me, uh, I think he's out of Washington, that has done 
long-term studies since starting in like 1976, uh, long thousands of patients, and they tested their stomach pH. And they found that patients with heartburn, reflux, GERD, actually had too little stomach acid and not too much. So the problem isn't too much acid for many people. I would argue most, but for at least many, the problem isn't too much stomach acid. It's stomach acid in the wrong place. It's stomach acid in your esophagus, which isn't supposed to be there. So then it begs the question, how did it get there? Well, if you don't have enough stomach acid, then that food that it's supposed to digest doesn't get digested appropriately. You're not triggering the right biochemical processes to allow the pylorus, which is, you know, think about the lower esophageal sphincter between the esophagus and the stomach. That's the entry valve. Well, then you also have or the entrance, entry door. You also have an exit door. And that's the pyloric sphincter at the other end of the stomach. And if you don't get the right biomechanical, biomechanical messengers, then you don't trigger the opening of the pylorus. And so that sphincter doesn't open appropriately. You don't get the gastric motility that causes the food to go out into the small intestine so you can absorb it. There are also a whole host of other potential problems, things like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Uh, where we have a, an imbalance of bacteria in the small intestine. There's a number of gut problems, which is beyond the scope of this podcast, uh, to get to the answer of what is it that's going on. So approaching GERD from a functional medicine perspective, you have to look at the overall gut health of the patient. Uh, most of these patients need probiotics. Uh, they change your diet. There's a whole host of things, things like start with the paleo diet, um, you know, which is meats, vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruits, no grains, no legumes, no dairy. Um, starting with that, some patients need a specific carbohydrate diet or what we call a GAPS diet. Uh, some people need low FODMAP diet, again, beyond the scope of this podcast today. But there's a whole host of nutritional things that, that we may, may need to look at. Uh, if you're obese, if you've got too much uh, abdominal fat, you know, the beer belly, if you've got that, you've got too much pressure in your stomach and it's pushing food up. That can put, increase your risk. There's a whole bunch of things that can increase your risk of this. But again, the problem isn't too much stomach acid. The problem for most people, the problem is too much stomach acid in the wrong place. So we've got to do everything we can to optimize the function of the stomach. And part of that is can actually be giving hydrochloric acid to patients. And there's a supplement that I use that has good digestive enzymes and sometimes i'll use a separate digestive enzyme and hydrochloric acid and some patients will actually use it as basically a reflux medication so this is against the grain because it's completely contrary to why you have reflux and the therapy for this is going the absolute opposite direction we're not blocking stomach acid we're enhancing stomach acid and what we find is that patients do better. And many times they can go on stomach acid and they can often come off of it. Whereas if you're on a proton pump inhibitor, not only do you go on the medication, you develop a tolerance and a dependence. Because when you come off of that medication, now you get this reflux that's almost worse than you would. I had a patient this week that he was on reflux medication to treat some unrelated thing. And he turns around, tries to come off the medication. And now he's got, uh, now he's got symptoms that he didn't have before. Because he's, quote, hooked on the medication, not psychologically, but physiologically, his body's hooked on it. So the, the fix for this is give hydrochloric acid, optimize the, the gut function, probiotics, number of things like that. And I've got a protocol. Uh, I've got it on my I think I got it on my website uh, for how you can take this hydrochloric acid. And there's a um, 
uh, there's a test that we can do in our clinic. It's called the Heidelberg capsule, and we can actually measure the pH in your stomach. And you swallow this capsule, and it tells us what your pH is, and we give this uh, bicarb stuff to neutralize the stomach acid and then watch how your stomach actually reacidifies and you'll see the pH just decline as you develop new stomach acid if you can't do that appropriately then you've got a gut function problem and we can address that by a number of different ways so we're actually evaluating and we can get black and white here is your problem so we can do that test in the clinic what's that name of that test one more time the Heidelberg and it was developed in Heidelberg Germany uh, so the Heidelberg capsule test so I had no idea that GERD might actually be because of too little stomach acid, um, Most but people maybe, don't. It, but but rather stomach acid in the wrong place. So you're maybe, uh, and again, this is probably for better for a, another episode. But um, but in fact, maybe too much food, uh, which is pushing the acid up into the up into the esophagus. Right. Um, and so the reason that there is too much food is you don't have enough stomach acid in the first place that's right and to break down the food that's right okay exactly boom so uh, this is this is another uh this is another podcast episode that i feel is kind of maybe gonna kick off a sub-series here yep. um last episode we got into cholesterol yep. um this episode we're talking about gerd and maybe some of the other things that associate with that so stay tuned to some of the upcoming episodes this is gonna be great we're gonna get into a couple series here kind it's of so maybe exciting. a parallel series going on but dr <laughs> edwards thank you so much it, we're getting into gerd yeah <laughs> thanks marshall i appreciate you absolutely talk to you guys next time thanks for listening to this week's podcast with dr chad edwards tune in next week where we'll be going against the grain are you tired and fatigued are you frustrated with doctors because they just don't seem to listen do you want to fix your pain without surgery if you answered yes to any of these questions, then we are the clinic for you. We offer prolotherapy, PRP or platelet-rich plasma therapy, and stem cell injections, IV nutritional therapies, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, and functional medicine to get you back on track to optimal health. Call our clinic at 918-935-3636 or visit our website at www.revolutionhealth.org to schedule your appointment today.